Hey everyone, this is Achuta Bhava from Nightlight Astrology, and today we are going to take a look at the astrology of April 2022, which is, in my opinion, the biggest month of the year. Uh, there's a few other months that are maybe contending or competing for uh, the, the award in my book, but April's a huge one because Jupiter is conjoining Neptune. So as always, for those of you who watch my channel, you know that this is not meant to be the deep analysis that will follow as the month goes on. What we're doing in this video is just laying out an overview of all of the major transits of the month, giving you a sense of what the feeling or mood of the month is like. And then as the month unfolds, we go transit by transit and sort of unpack each of them individually and uh, look at some of the combinations as they appear week by week. But I still think there's great value in doing an overview like this. I think it's really hard to say what a month is going to be like overall as if a month is just one thing. I kind of fundamentally disagree with that idea, even as an astrologer. And yet the transits do shape and give certain feelings and a certain mood to the month and certain highlights. And so uh, I think that it's, it's, it is still really valuable to take a look at the month overall. So a bunch of transits to talk about today. I'm going to put up the real-time clock and let's dive in. So here we are at April on April 1st, and we are looking at... On the very at the very start of the month, the very first thing that's happening is a new moon in the sign of Aries as Mercury is resetting from morning star into evening star, uh, about to move through uh, Kazemi, which will happen on April 2nd. So just after the new moon, you have a Mercury Kazemi, all in a cardinal fire sign. This month feels like things are really moving. There's a feeling of things being alchemized and cooked. Anytime you start getting a bunch of energy in the sign of Aries, you know that uh, the inceptional quality is upon us. Inceptional meaning it likes to start things. So I love this new moon for that reason. I feel like this is a quote unquote, get shit done new moon, because at the same time that the new moon is occurring in Aries, this is a super action oriented sign, you have the conjunction of Mars and Saturn in Aquarius. So uh, I don't know if my, yeah, there we go. So you can see Mars and Saturn are coming together. Of course, Venus is about to change signs too. We'll talk about that in a minute, but Mars, Saturn are very productive when they conjoin. It's like will and discipline, um, structure and perseverance, uh, action and fortitude. You put those things together at the start of a new moon that's ruled by Mars. They're configured with Mars and Saturn in a sextile. And I just get a feeling like this is going to be a very productive month. Um, there might be a feeling of strain and effort, focus and discipline behind it. But um, that's I think that, that that's going to be lifted significantly by the amount of emotional enthusiasm and buoyancy there is in the air by the other major transit of the, 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 the major transit of the month, I should say, which is Jupiter's conjunction with Neptune in Pisces. So we'll get to that. <clears throat> So that's all between the first and the fourth of the month that we have the new moon, Mercury resetting into the evening star position in a fire sign, which feels like effective, action-oriented, but diplomatic, even for Aries. Um, and then by April 4th, you've got the conjunction of Mars and Saturn, very effective, broad-minded, strategic, 20,000-foot view, but very hardworking. Uh, so I, I just, I like this as the beginning of the month feeling like planning and oversight, 
um, diplomacy, but real aggressive effort. Um, feels like an, a very effective time. Now we go to April 5th and we can get excited because Venus is going to enter Pisces. That means Venus is entering her exaltation and is now going to be favorably configured with Jupiter and Neptune who are also about to conjoin. So this is where things start. This is why everyone's excited about April because it has that feeling of uh, you know, the dramatic, romantic, emotional, Venusian, sort of it's, it's beautiful, it's otherworldly, it's uplifting, it's, it's inspired, it's sort of boundaryless. Um, this is a, like a really a lovely transit. You know, is it one that people could, where people could get swept up in a kind of emotional, you know, uh, fantasy land or something like that? Sure, but I think we need more imagination, not less. So I'm not one who's going to be quick to say, look, uh, you know, Venus is exalted with a well-dignified Jupiter all getting together with Neptune this month. So, you know, buyer beware, just uh, make sure you really stay grounded. I mean, yeah, you, that's a practical advice, but this feeling of renewal and the feeling of being uplifted and a feeling of redemption or hope or faith being restored I think that's something that largely people are going to experience as very positive, especially alongside this Aries new moon that really tends to, um, look, it's got the productivity of Saturn and, and Mars behind it, the, the big picture sort of objectivity of Saturn and Mars and Aquarius, still action-oriented, but then it has this really buoyant, uplifting, romantic, inspired quality as Venus enters her exaltation. On the same, uh, or just, I should say, just two days later at the same time, uh, on April 7th, you're going to see um, Mercury pass through a sextile with Saturn and then going into the sextile with Mars right around the same time. There is then reception between Mercury and Mars, which tends to mean strategic, fast, intelligent, um, useful, practical, but... Um, flexible and adaptable qualities in the air. So again, I, I love this month of April. It's feeling like uh, a lot of good things coming together. And maybe it's just that I'm toned by a couple of years of really difficult astrology, you know? Uh, maybe I'm just sort of steeped in that. I'm just looking forward to this and hoping that it'll be, you know, just a different, just a different mood than what some of what we've been used to, especially with Saturn and Uranus in the air before that, Saturn, Pluto. So April 10th, go forward just a little bit further, Mercury will be preparing to enter Taurus here, where it is then in a Venus-ruled sign and kind of moving into a harmonious space with Venus and Pisces. I like that as well for, you know, Mercury, as Mercury is becoming an evening star, it becomes sort of more feminine in nature. Now it's getting into Taurus, Venus's sign. It gets sort of, um, I think it gets a little bit more sensitive and a little gentler. Things start to slow down a little bit compared to the, the fast pace of, um, of Aries. So I like that just as a transition into an earthier place. It's going to be nice, frankly, to have Mercury and Taurus. If there is any concern about the sort of elated emotional boundaryless qualities of Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune, having Mercury in a solid earth sign can't help, can't hurt. Plus it's got reception with Venus by virtue of being in Venus's sign. So I like that too. You're going to hear nothing but really uplifting things from me this month because I'm pretty stoked about it if you can't tell. All right. Well, here's the big one. 
<clears throat> the moment we've all been waiting for, April 12th, Jupiter passes over the conjunction with Neptune. Now I'm going to be saying a lot about this. There will be a few videos, probably like even a three-parter. Um, the thing I want to say is this, that has, a, it's a fertile quality. It's imaginative. It's romantic. It's faithful. It's awakening. It's redeeming at its best. At its worst, it might be about the, you know, aggrandized, fanatical, sort of zealous feelings that are filled with some kind of emotional intensity and it's not necessarily helpful, it's delusional, okay? <laughs> like, okay, fine, haters, you know, like you get it, there's your, there's your nugget. But I, I personally feel like Jupiter being in back-to-back Saturn-ruled signs for two years, then coming down this stretch into the spring with the conjunction with Neptune, with an exalted Venus, that this is about legitimately about a feeling that archetypal spring is here. It doesn't matter which, where you live or what season it literally is. And that's what I'm so hopeful for about this. But we're going to talk about the pros, cons. We will talk about the shadows when I start breaking that down closer to the time in April. So that's that's my probably my, one of my bigger series of the year that I'll be doing. April 14th, just a few days later, Mars will enter Pisces. And then we have just, you know, even more, this is where, you know, I, I, even I will admit, okay, Mars is getting into Pisces. Things could become a little fanatical, <laughs> you know, Mars in a Jupiter ruled sign with Jupiter, Neptune there, you get a little bit of that martyr complex or the, I'll just die for something. I'm so intense about it. And that's maybe a little concerning. Uh, I like that Venus and Jupiter are co-present. Honestly, I think that sort of fortifies things. Uh, quite a bit. Not that we won't see still some of these fanatical types of uh, energies, but this is a good one. Um, looking over my notes, I'm not hitting on everything, but April 16th, there is a full moon in Libra. And this full moon in Libra is going to be square to Pluto. This to me has the feeling of more, it's more intense and if there's any moment in the month that looks like we could be taken in by some of the energy of the moment and uh, convinced by our own emotional zeal that that something that maybe isn't so healthy is is right or good, it would be this one. I think the full moon is a little intense. It's in a Venus-ruled sign. Venus is oh, exalted in Pisces with Jupiter and Neptune, um, and it's square Pluto. I feel like you might be able to justify some not so cool things around this time because of how high you're feeling on some of these energies, but we'll see how it plays out. That full moon square to Pluto around April 16th. April 18th, 17th, Mercury sextiles Venus. Okay, uh, sort of mentioned that one already a little bit. <clears throat> the 18th is quite a lineup. Mercury conjoins Uranus right around here. It's moving lickety split that day. Uh, but it conjoins Uranus in Taurus on the same day that the sun will square Pluto. Okay, so now we have the sun square Pluto while Mercury is conjoined with Uranus. This to me feels like an explosive day. Uh, follows on the full moon a little bit from the full moon forward, right around that time, like 16th through the 18th. Very intense. A lot of Plutonian energy, the potential for blow-ups. Um, I still think you you got to like the conglomeration of Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune. It feels like there's still a lot of Venusian energy in the air, which could maybe make up for some of this. But look, the day that the sun squares Pluto, 
the moon is in Scorpio. The day that Uranus and Mercury get together, moon is in Scorpio. Very volatile energy for a little window of time there between the 16th and the 18th. We'll be tracking that and, you know, taking a look at it as it comes up and seeing how it fits into all of the Piscean energy for sure. Um, all right. So the 18th, what, Venus sextiles Uranus as well, right around that time. Uh, pretty Uranian moment, kind of uh, radical break from norms fueled by that Sun-Pluto kind of nuclear space. Hope it's not literal. Uh, so everything going on in the world, you know, uh, let's see, April 19th, uh, sun ingresses into Taurus. We're not going to talk much about that. Pluto stations on the 21st turn retrograde. Um, April 24th, you've got a Mercury square to Saturn. Mercury Saturn squares can be a little frustrating, get a little locked up mentally. Um, but also a good time for getting serious work done or restructuring things, uh, kind of a, a more committed, heavier mental quality in the air around that time. Um, let's go, yeah, a bunch of sextiles at the end of the month, uh, a couple of trines that are interesting, nothing much I want to talk about right now, we'll probably bring them up later in the month. Mercury does ingress into Gemini that picks up dignity for Mercury. And it's right as Mercury is appearing right around the time that Mercury appears as the evening star. So Mercury stuff seems to get uh, quite strong uh, in Gemini around the end of April. Um, but the big news at the end of April really is um, on April 30th, we are going to have a partial solar eclipse in the sign of Taurus in a engagement with Uranus. I will be visiting that in depth as well, but that is a big one. That's, that's a very powerful dynamic that begins with this sort of revolutionary burst. Uh, it's still very Venusian. So there, there's a lot of, you know, what we find beautiful, what we find attractive, what we're trying to create, how we're trying to harmonize things, but a lot of action, strong, decisive actions being taken on behalf of it. So that is my overview for the month of April. I'm really excited about this month. It is easily the month I'm most hyped about. It's always these months I end up sort of being wrong about too. So, <laughs> you know, it's like the more personally invested you are in the astrology and excited about it, the more, the harder it is to see it objectively. So I feel like I'm going to learn a lot from this month because I'm going into it with a different feeling than I've had about the astrology of the past couple of years, honestly. So I just want to be transparent about that. We'll see what happens. Um, and uh, we'll be breaking down these transits as we go. And I've got a couple of transits we'll be looking at for sun and rising sign horoscopes as well. All right, that's what I've got. I hope you guys have a wonderful month of April. And I look forward to sharing each step of the way, each transit of the way along with all of you. All right, take it easy. Bye.